0: This episode of Bend the Knee is brought to you by our Bannermen, Lord Jason of House Ross, Lady Amanda of House Richardson, Lord Adam the Young Bull of House Parker, Sir Peter of House Whittingham, Sandy the Dragon, Blood of Queen Daenerys, and Lady of Jameson, Lord Brett of House Fry, Sir David of House Fraser, Lord Nelson of the Long Isle, Sir Joshua of House Ross, Lady Liz of House Hendricks, Sir Matthew of House Perry.
1: Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt the Bud Knight.
0: And I am Sir Ezra the Watchful. Welcome to our Song of Ice and Fire book club. Today we are into brand three of a Clash of Kings, and in our Maestro's study, we will be discussing House Reed.
1: That is true. Happy Cinco de Mayo, Sir Ez, and yeah. Revenge of the Fifth. It is That's a holiday right. here. Yeah.
0: That's right, yeah. Yeah, yesterday was a holiday. Um and so we, we didn't release the episode. Uh, you know, it, it was May the Fourth, and so you know, I figured it. Uh, we we'd, we'd hold off till today. Uh, it's still a holiday, though. We're still celebrating, right?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I think uh, Sir Ezra is partaking in some some uh, choice beverages uh, for yeah. for this episode.
0: Yeah, low carb. I mean, it's it's a low carb right. uh, beverage, you know, but uh, it's just a little a little something, a little Lady Bly and a little something else. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, yeah. Good. it's good for you. That's good. Hey, it's keto. Mm hmm. It absolutely is. I think you are, uh, are, are you or are you not partaking uh, as well?
1: Yeah, I found myself in a little area called the White Claw. Um, <laughs> oh, you know, okay. It's, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. So it's, that's, that's, where I'm recording from today. Is, is Gotcha. I, I believe I'm way north. I believe it's called, the, the you know, the White Claw.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, perfect. That's great. That's great. I
1: wonder if that's like, you know, somebody, You know, people send us their sigils and their house names and stuff like that for the podcast. Like, oh, I'm Brendan of the White Claw. Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that'd be cool. That's funny. But uh, yeah, I mean, hey, how you been, though? How's everything going?
1: Hey, man, I'm good. Uh, This whole um, can I just say something real quick? I know we haven't really talked a lot about covid uh, and and, and what's going on out there. But I know we, we do have, you know, we have a couple thousand listeners. So let me just say something to people real quick. So, yeah. Um, I got laid off from my job. Okay. Uh, Mm -hmm. and I filed for unemployment and, you know, been doing everything right, looking for a new job, the whole deal. And I, uh, didn't receive any unemployment checks, uh, for like a month. And I just did. So feel good about that. But to the people, cause I know I have, I have friends, you know, there's like, you know, millions of people. I think it's like the most amount of people that have ever been unemployed. Um, you know are out there and they're like i'm not receiving anything i'm not doing anything so just keep filing uh and that's i think uh, you know it just it took some time to process so because i got it all at once so i just got everything all at once so if you are in that situation uh like you know i think like 33 percent of america or so right now i mean just like one in every three people um and you haven't like received anything yet just keep filing uh and i think it's just taking the system some time because i've been filing for five you know four or five weeks mm-hmm. so so um yeah so just, just for anybody else who's out there that you're that is the situation you're in because i know i have friends who are like i haven't received anything yet and that was me for a long time i was like well i don't know i don't know so so yeah. for those of you guys just keep filing and and it, it should all work itself out It's just you know obviously it takes a ton of time so
0: yeah and you know we haven't mentioned it much but like again i mean we're hoping everyone's safe and doing well uh we, we try just to kind of focus on you know escaping to 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 westeros and stuff but we are thinking about you guys and we do know that there's a a, you know a lot going on and and uh, we want everyone to do well and i think that's good advice yeah just to kind of encourage each other and and keep um keep moving forward because that's tough on people who can't you know for over a month they're not able to get any income and uh have to survive tap into savings tap into other resources it's it's i'm sure it's tough so yeah yeah
1: yeah absolutely i went to the when I i went to the bank today to uh cash it and the lady was like yeah she's like you know like uh, cause I, and I have direct deposit. I never actually go to the bank. And so it's the first time I've been there in like months, you know, I just go when I need to yeah. get some cash out. Um, but I kind of know the lady that's there and she was kind of like, oh yeah, she's like, you know, she's like, they, they said that they've seen a lot more people, uh, cause we you get paper checks and so they have to come in and, yeah. and go and yep. she's like, yeah, she's like just about like, you know, she's like, she said, I think she said like, you know, like about like nine out of 10 people, right. Are mm. like cashing unemployment checks. So, wow. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just crazy. Just crazy. But, uh, yeah, I just thought I'd kind of share that because I know I just know there's a lot of people that are like uh, waiting and waiting and they haven't heard or seen anything. And I mean, it's a disaster. I mean, they're so overloaded that, sure. you know, like I have a, one of the guys I work with is um, calling. Right. He's like he's like I've been on hold for like, you know, four hours, like every day, like just trying to get a hold of somebody and. Stuff like that, so I know that's certainly a lot of people out there, and I know you know we've had I know some people in, in our Facebook group and stuff like that have, uh, yep. you know, said that like maybe not them, but maybe you know their their spouses or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I mean, you know, it's I think it's like it's like I think it's like you know, I think like one in four. I mean, if you do the numbers, I mean, they've said like you know millions of people have been applying. So anyway, so yeah, we don't we're not here to talk all the way about that, but I just wanted to kind of share that. And so if you're somebody you're like out there waiting, like just keep, keep applying and, and eventually yeah. it should, it should work itself out.
0: Good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So, uh, it's one of, yeah, it's one of those times we rally the banners and we get everybody kind of supporting each other and, and, uh, try to be as positive as, as, as we can. So, um, but, uh, yeah, it, I mean, everything else been, been good out there. I mean, you oh, guys yeah, been, man, uh, everything's, yeah.
1: everything's good. Uh, just, you know, hanging out, working out, reading content as, as you know, as, and I have been, hammering away content on our YouTube channels um, for all the podcasts. Uh, We're going to be recording one for, uh, you know, bend the knee and stuff as well. So, you know, guys, let us know which characters um, you guys want us to study, because that's what we've been thinking about doing Mm -hmm. is more of these character studies. You know, there's a lot of characters out there that. Oh, there's, you know, thousands of characters out there in the books, but a lot that, you know, it's like, oh, I think, you know, would be cool to go. You know, like somebody like Donald Noy. Right. He comes to Mm -hmm. mind. Yeah. Val uh you know there's all these all the uh, hornwood right you know we were talking about her the other the other week all these characters oh yeah you, yeah, you kind yeah. of yeah. follow their arc throughout the story and we can do a youtube video on that and just um you know give you guys Absolutely. some more content while we're all just hanging out not really doing a lot
0: yeah I, I, it's, it's good for us too so i mean sincerely send us um, i mean let it i mean literally the first person to send us sort of a raven saying hey what could you guys cover this character or that house we're probably going to go do that like and yeah, we're gonna say yeah. we're gonna thank we'll, we'll thank you and and plug you in the youtube video because like that's that's the idea is is we're looking at right. these minor houses and and even some of the bigger ones even if it's just like hey can we get an in-depth on sansa can you go pretty yep you know deep with that sure like let me yeah, know yeah um,
1: exactly guys because literally as and i uh are just over here creating content full-time not how yeah. we picture not how we pictured uh we'd be doing it <laughs> at some no, point no. but uh and uh you know but um that's what we're doing and so literally we're just. I mean, as and I are on the phone, we joke about this, but we're on the phone with each other for, like, I don't know, 40, 80 hours <laughs> a week. Oh, uh, dude, it's nuts. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. Literally, it's like we just turn on the phone, all right, and then we're just over here, you know, working on everything. So, I mean, if yeah. you guys want us, if there's a character, weapon, whatever you guys want, let us know. And, I mean, literally, the video will probably be made, uh, you know, within minutes. Yeah, of next you, day. <laughs> of, of you sending it to us. Yeah. So.
0: <laughs> Oh, uh, that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, you know that. Yeah. Like as, as uh, Matt said, I mean, we've got, uh, you know, from, some fun stuff out there for you So subscribe to YouTube, uh, check out some other cool stuff we've got. Um, again, we mentioned May the 4th, uh, hype. If you're into star Wars hyperspace hangout and if you're into uh, wheel of time, we've been going, going kind of crazy with heroes of the horn, uh, mm-hmm. over there too. So, uh, go check those out, but yeah, well, as you yeah. al-
1: as let's also not forget, you know, up talking Tolkien, Lord of the Rings. Oh man. Yeah. Box yeah. Trek, absolutely. Video game. Again, I've been on Twitch a lot. So if you guys are just, kind of sitting around the house board and you want to come talk. I mean, I've been kind of playing some Star Wars games over there, but I can switch it up. There are Game of Thrones games yeah. out there or if you just want to Absolutely. come over and, and talk, uh Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. feel free to. So, just
0: yep, yep. Absolutely, man. Um okay, so now um uh, moving in here to to the meat of the show here. Do we have any uh, I haven't heard I was you know, jokingly before we started the show. I don't know if you heard me. I was, I was thinking about us like, should we just come out and just say Winds of winter. Wow. be The worst thing ever.
1: Let me just go ahead and pull it up here. Let me see. So he posted on May the 2nd. Oh, okay. Nothing about uh, winds of winter. Nothing new really about um, winds of winter in the most recent things. But he is actually, so Gert is on his Twitter. uh, He's letting fans vote and they're taking excerpts. We talked about this last time. Excerpts from the audiobook and just kind of playing them, so certain scenes and stuff like that. So it is kind of cool, but yeah, yeah nothing new about the TV show or anything mm-hmm. like that. But you know, we're talking about YouTube. I think here before long, you and I are going to start kind of start speculating on how we think the show is going to go over on YouTube because we yes. have a general idea of know, these these characters. You go back to Fire and Blood, you go to World of Ice and Fire, and then there's the two novellas, which are kind of in fire and blood um the princess and the queen and the rogue prince i mean daemon targaryen i don't you know like thinking who are they going to cast sure. for some of, for some of these people what's the sets going to look like um, right right you know i think a lot of it's probably going to be pretty simple i mean i would have to imagine that the red keep they just use the same it's going to be the same i mean mm-hmm. yeah yeah yes yeah. It's, it's the same yeah it's, but it's the same room and the same yeah
0: yeah for sure but we're, we're still thinking though like there's there's plenty of room and if you've read that uh that that history uh text then then you will know that there's plenty of room to kind of I mean create brand new characters if they want to to you know really take us down a direction and, and make us fall in love with a character and then that, and then take that character away from us uh like they like to do so right yeah uh, I mean, yeah we're, we'll talk about that yeah
1: yeah the cool I mean the cool thing with this show is that while there is source material it's pretty loose uh, I mean it's not nearly as different as it is with the show where it's like oh what are they cutting out because it's you know, here's like the line line, you know, Aria walks up the, Aria walks up the the, you know, the staircase and turns and then, you know, walks in the door. Sure. And it's like, OK, well, that's OK. You know, it's not as nearly as intricately detailed as that. I mean, it's pretty loose. I mean, some of these some of these events are described in like a paragraph, although it seems like it was months or even a year. So, you know, yeah. now, you're, now you're given you're just given kind of a here is an outline and a general idea. Now design whatever you want.
0: Which is actually probably is great if you're like a showrunner and you're trying to, you know, um, gosh, like a, like adapt the full novel. Th- this is a way better uh, novel to, to, to adapt, actually, because you don't you can then do a lot more. and You're not going to piss off people and you're not going to whatever. I mean, there's there's right. tons of room to kind of do that. And I think that's that's cool. It was also great to read, you know, for our imaginations and for us to kind of think about how maybe, maybe these things went down, how houses are connected, the politics of it all. Uh, so, yeah, I think that'll be. I think it'll be great. I think it's actually um, going to be. I think it's going to be huge. I think it's going to be really uh, a, a big deal um, for for folks. So HBO is obviously uh, banking on the same thing. So right, yeah. And
1: HBO, keep this in mind. Uh, HBO is getting ready to launch a new streaming service. Uh, it's like HBO Max. It's like them and Cinemax kind of really, to, yeah, kind of coming together. Um, so you know, it, real quick here. So I've I've said I haven't. I don't know if I said it on this podcast, but you and I have talked about. Um, you know, Disney Plus a lot over, obviously over on uh, our Star Wars podcast because, you know, Star Wars is such an <laughs> integral yeah. part of Disney Plus. And I've talked about, um, you know, I've talked about how like Warner Brothers needs to come out with that because Warner Brothers owns, you know, they, they, own, they have the Batman rights and the DC mm-hmm. and then Harry Potter. I mean, it's like I think they could go toe to toe. So I had to actually I started going and doing some research a little bit on what it is and how that's all broken up. So I know, you know, you have like Time Warner And uh, I think ultimately now it's owned by AT&T. At one point, remember, it's like back in the day, Turner and AOL merged. Remember AOL? Mm, Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you get the disks and you put it in, you get some minutes, and then everybody used the AOL chat, right? Remember Hotmail? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, really have a hotmail account. I mean, <laughs> yeah,
0: um, yeah, we're ancient. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. I
1: remember. I remember, I remember AOL Instant Messenger, and it was like when you had like <laughs> the little, it, you had the messenger thing on oh, yeah. your computer, and yeah, that was oh, cool. Yeah. Then Yahoo came out with one; that was way better. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you know they merged at some point. So ultimately, you know, you get to it all the way now, and you have I think it's AT and T owns like all of turner media which includes like cnn and like cartoon network and all this stuff so i was like Mm -hmm. warner brothers right and so i was like okay how is it that they haven't they're not coming out with something so it seems like their plan is to do something maybe different where they're going to have like hbo max be its kind of own thing and then maybe Mm -hmm. someday do a separate thing i don't really know why you'd want to split it up but i guess when i think about disney plus it's like okay disney plus in general is pretty family friendly Whereas, I think, you know, oh, hey, here's Cartoon Network, right? And then right next to it's, like, Game of Thrones. Uh, Maybe not the best idea. Like, uh, you really need to keep that stuff kind of separate. So, I think that's kind of their their plan. But they're getting ready to launch a new streaming service. And so, this is going to be, like, that kind of – I mean, it's not, like – I don't know if it's, like, tomorrow. But it's going to be, like – Pretty big part of it because it's like this is the Game of Thrones successor, so yeah. I mean, yeah. so so it's gonna have a lot riding on it too. I mean, you look at the success of, I mean, I think Disney Plus would have been crazy successful anyway, but obviously its first big major show was The Mandalorian, you know, Star Wars, mm-hmm. uh, and so I think you know that they're this this is gonna be a big deal. I think that's why they canceled that other show is because Mm -hmm. you think about this new streaming service and they want it to challenge, obviously, the other streaming services, Netflix and Amazon Prime.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and and exactly. You want something that um this is going to be more similar to what you saw in Game of Thrones. It's still sort of uh, it's going to be se- it's going to seem familiar, but it's set back in the day and it's going to have more Targaryens, which is going to be cool. So yeah, I think they are putting a lot into this and it, I didn't know about the streaming service, so that makes a lot of sense. That's 100%. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I'm sorry.
1: It lo- it launched May it launches May 27th. Launches later wow. this month.
0: Wow. That's cool. Huh. Well, well, it says still...
1: it does. It does say. Um, let me let me pull this up here. So HBO yeah. Max is uh, so you can get it on limited to offer for. We don't obviously not being endorsed by them, but I mean if you guys want to, that'd be great. We're always looking for sponsors, <laughs> um, you know. So eleven ninety nine a month, um, and it does include all of HBO, and it does look like some DC movies. So they have Aquaman, the Joker movie, Westworld. Then it says culture-defining TV, so they have some TV on here. So Doctor Who, which is – that's going to be pretty big. Mm-hmm. Um, looks like maybe some of that DC stuff. Maybe I was wrong. It's, maybe they just don't have cartoons. Uh, well, it shows Looney Tunes. I don't know. Maybe this is what Yeah, Maybe everything going, I yeah. thought they were doing. That just seems kind of weird as HBO Max.
0: Well, I, they, they could put like, you know, filters on there too, things right. that you can set stuff up where um, it's got locks. It's got parental I would just kind of I would controls. have
1: just I would have just called it Warner Brothers plus. I mean, Warner, you know, you think of that Warner Brothers logo. I mean, I think I think of that when I think of a lot of things more than I think of, you know, HBO in association. Yeah. With that. Yeah. So huh. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, so it does. So it does look like it's going to have some of those like cartoons It's going to have Lord of the Rings. So you know, that's HBO. I mean, that's mm-hmm. Warner Brothers. Um, so Looney Tunes, stuff like that. So nice. yeah, so nice. pretty, so pretty, uh, pretty cool. But th- I mean, it's obviously going to, it will be the, probably the place to go to get, you know, the new game of Thrones show. Um, cause HBO, cause, it, and I think this is good because HBO, uh, for those of you that were, st- were streaming, um, season eight, which I was, it's kind of weird cause there was HBO go and HBO now. And so it was kind of confusing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah.
1: And it was like, I think HBO Go was like, it was like you, that's like the Netflix. You can just get it. But then HBO Now was like, oh, it's like an app that you use in the event that you already have HBO.
0: Yeah, I to be honest with you, I don't even remember which one I had. I, 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 I don't either. I think, H- I think yeah. it was HBO <laughs>
1: Go and I think HBO Now. Because I think I used my brother's HBO Now. Let me know. Well, let me see. I have it here on my phone. Yes, that is the correct. Yep. So yeah, yeah. Nice. so so yeah. So again, th- that that Game of Thrones show, I think, will be riding on. Yeah, I mean, this that's going to be like, I don't know what, I don't know what. Um, I'm looking here, and I don't see any like them saying anything about brand new shows. So,
0: mm-hmm. hmm. okay, yeah. Well, cool. I mean, you know, like that. See, that was the the advantage I thought to Disney Plus though is that they were selling a brand new show. You know, with all their all other stuff too. So I get why you were kind of you know thinking like that would almost be. The time to roll it out is, hey, we're going to roll this out at the same time we're rolling out our, you know, um, new Game of Thrones prequel. But, yeah, I mean, it, it, it'll still be there. And then people will, will obviously go download that and want to subscribe so they can. um They want you in subscriptions, too. They want your money. That's that's where it's at. You know, you're subscribed. You look up six months later, you're still there. <laughs> you stay, right. You, you didn't think you were still subscribed, but you are. So. Uh yeah.
1: Yeah, so let me here, I'm gonna here's here's the list of here's the list of um originals at launch. Okay. I mean like nothing. I mean I mean I mean literally like nothing. There's some show called Craftopia, which looks like some, you know, one of those old like Disney, you know, shows like Degrassi or whatever, you know, that kind of stuff is. Mm-hmm. Um there's some show called Legendary, which is uh some sort of fashion show. Uh, looney tunes they have some looney tunes cartoons and they have the not too late show with elmo because hbo bought sesame street so uh there you go so that's it's so not nearly as big as like netflix is launching with uh the mandalorian so you know what you consider like launch window is where their bigger shows are coming
0: gotcha yeah Okay, cool. Yeah, something I didn't know. I didn't know about any of that, so that's cool. It's interesting. Um, all right. Well, I think... Um, any, anything else on that front? Or Nope. Nope, that's it. Okay. All right. Well, folks, there we go. Uh, just some updates. You know, we're obviously... Uh, I mean, again, if George would just give us some news on the book, you know... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I want George to keep writing. I want him to keep uh, going crazy so he can... We don't need to bother him. Let him be. Let him finish the book. But... Let's move in, uh, f- for our- ourselves here. Let's move into uh, Maestro study. Let's move in here and talk about House Reed. So, in today's chapter, the Reeds show up, and they are, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty cool entry, um, pretty neat, and we just want to kind of mention them and Graywater Watch. Helen uh, Reed, obviously, is someone who we've been. You know, as you think of Winds of Winter, and you think of this series, and you you look at the what they did in in TV. I mean, this is one of those things where where you just know for a fact that they're going to be different. Like to not have Hall and Reed, I I just don't know. Is this whole series going to going to go down and and we never see Hall and Reed? It just it kind of mind blowing to me that you would see all these other minor lords and every other you know person possible. But I I get George also saying that person has too much information. Like that's not someone. Uh, that that I can give you guys until maybe right at the very end, and I hope we do. I hope we I hope we get something there. So, but yeah, Halland Reed's a big deal. Again, we went to the Tower of Joy with Eddard Stark and was there to kind of help him rescue Lyanna Stark. Um, the 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 reeds are descended from the first men, which is pretty cool. They're often called like in this chapter. Um, it's they're they're described as eating uh, frogs and and being frog people, uh, sort of because they're from this sort of marshland. Um, and, in gray water watch kind of moves. It's kind of hard to, you know, to traverse, uh, in there. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's swampy, marshy, uh, right near the neck. So yeah, they um, so, so their arms, it's a black lizard lion on a gray green. So that's sort of their thing. It's kind of funny. Like if you actually look at that lizard chasing its tail, it kind of reminds you of the great serpent for the Aes mm-hmm. ring, uh, you know, chasing yourself. Um, Yeah. And we don't really have any of their like their words or anything yet. So there's there's nothing really. Um, maybe maybe we will. They they also uh, you'll note in this chapter like this it's a big deal the way that they swear their oaths or they renew their oaths to the Starks. Um, and it's it's an ancient sort of saying, something that Bran had not heard. So we'll talk about that here in just a little bit. Um, but really, that's about it. I mean, we could talk a little bit about like you know uh, people who we. So we have Mira Reed, we have Jojen Reed, we have Halon Reed who is their father from from Greywater Watch. Um and that's about it. We don't really know much out much else besides that we know that he was there Halon Reed that is was at uh, the tourney of Harrenhal um and uh had, had a lot of interaction with Liana and not, you know, night of the laughing tree there's tons of connections to be made there but That's that's really it. You know, there's there's tons of theories surrounding these people and and Greywater Watch, um, their association with the Isle of Faces, you know, how going down there and sort of becoming a man and going out and learning uh, was 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 pretty cool. And and most of this comes through Mira and Jojen telling stories uh, and talking about, you know, their their father or just who they are. So that's mainly that's mainly it. Um, but they're fascinating. I mean, you know, Sir Matt, you think we're going to see, uh, you know, Howland ha- ha- Reed uh, in Winds of Winter? Yeah, uh, well,
1: I mean, in Winds of Winter, I don't know. I mean, so in the show, right, he, we do kind of see him on that council, right? I mean, we, they they don't address him or anything, but they've said, oh, that was Howland Reed, right? Uh, mm-hmm. At the very yeah. end. Where, where yeah, I guess you're right. Make, yeah. where they decided to make Bran King. Um, so I think, you know, again, season eight does whatever it wanted to do. Um, so. I do think we will see him. I think he's been hinted at and Gers said he's too powerful of a character. So, I think we'll see him at the end. Um, you know, it's possible he could be the guy that reveals a lot, right? Uh, he reveals yeah. yep. he reveals all of the big secret. You know, that's definitely a definitely a possibility. Um, you know, another thing real quick here is, you know, I'm looking up some of these theories on Greywater Watch and one of the things I was thinking about um, reading this chapter is does Greywater Watch even exist? right because if nobody could find it you could just say <laughs> yeah cuz if it, it you know the, pe- the the group of people that would have to be so small right um and so you could make the argument that maybe it's just this house reed family and this castle doesn't exist but they somehow got notoriety and so they just kept it over the years and they you know are able to kind of live this lie i mean they would have to have a a hut or something but they wouldn't necessarily. They may not necessarily be a mm-hmm. big. You know, we think of a big castle. I do not imagine that it would be a big castle at all.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, maybe that maybe there's something to that. Where, um, I mean, we, we know that people it is dangerous to kind of move through there, so they just understand that swampland better. Or, or I mean, the, the other thing you know, the theory has been that it's that it's sort of a moving, that it's something that they can kind of move um, from place to place or or what have you, or that it is in it's in such a location that. Uh, you, you really can't get to it unless you absolutely know like the right path and you don't fall into some, you know, swamp bog situation, but, uh, and there's and there's never been really a great, if it, as you say, if it's not some big wealthy keep, there's no real effort to try to go find it. You know, it's sort of like who wants to go there? I mean, it's sort of right. I mean, it's, it's, a right. bog, it's nasty. So, right. You wouldn't
1: be, you wouldn't be able to take it. I mean, you, because you wouldn't be able to get horses and men in steel plate and armor to go siege it. hmm Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Interesting that just that uh, it, it hasn't really come up yet, but we do, I mean, it's it, it's a big deal because of of Mira and Jojen and because of how much they're, how strong their relationship is with how Stark. Um, it kind of, um, I guess, parallels some of this stuff that, you know, Eddard Stark and Hall and Reed and how Hal and Reed became friends with the Starks and and all of that. Uh yeah, I mean Jojen is literally helping Bran like air quote helping uh him interpret his dreams and and uh opening his third eye and and all of that. So at the end of this chapter, I th- there's actually something really interesting um surrounding Jojen. I, I again, he's a he's a young character who who's guiding him. You know, like what like, like why is he why are we taking him as as such this, you know, he's he's an authority or he he knows like we just we accept everything that he says, and I want to kind of challenge that a little bit today because uh, I don't know, man. You know, he's he's also a very young character, and, and I think he's also learning himself. So along the way.
1: Yeah. I'm, yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. Well, let's dive into the reread here. Uh, last time we were in Tyrion five that's where Tyrion was visiting the guild hall of the alchemist to discuss the production of wildfire. He finds out that there is uh, a lot uh, <laughs> under the city, and that it was being prepared. And then he um, goes and have a, has a conversation with Cersei about sending Marcella to Dorne, right? Which gives Tyrion the identity of his informer. If you go back, where uh, who he was trying to figure out who it was, he gave, you know, three men. Different information, so now he knows he knows who it was. So this week we're in Bran 3. Last time we were with Bran, Bran received the Lords of the North at Winterfell for the Harvest Feast. Uh, each had business to discuss, and many were interested in wedding Lady Donella Hornwood, whose husband and only son had died in the South. Lady Hornwood herself is concerned that Ramsay Snow, the bastard of the Dreadfort, means to seize her lands... Uh, and that night, Clay Kerwin arrives with news that Stannis has declared Joffrey a bastard. Bran dreamed of a gold man throwing him from a tower. This week, Bran three, Acting as Lord of Winterfell, Bran hosts the Harvest Feast and greets Mira and Jojen Reed, who arrive to represent their father, Howlin' Reed. That night, Bran dreams of the Reeds visiting the Direwolves in the Godswood. So uh, let me pull it up here. So it's kind of just the opening set sentences here. Dancer was draped in boardings of snowy white wool, emblazoned with the gray direwolf of House Stark, while Bran wore gray breeches and a white doublet. His sleeves and collar trimmed with vair, Over his heart was his wolf's head brooch of silver and polished jet. He would sooner have summer than a silver wolf on his breast, but Sir Roderick had been unyielding. Uh, and so that's kind of where we're at. he's out in the yard. There's some men kind of training um, and they're out there, you know, challenge Stark Winterfell. But it's because they are, you know, they're they're cheering for the harvest. Right. And yep. it's not really Brand that they're that he that they're cheering for is kind of what, you know, we're seeing this through Bran's eyes. Um, and then really the chapter kind of begins is right once 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 these new people arrive, mm-hmm. which is the which is the reeds.
0: Yeah, yeah, so it's, it starts out, you know, like, the Harvest Feast is is kind of going on. Um, interesting note here, so Sir Roderick, I just wanted to point this out, he has his daughter, uh, Beth, um, who who is there, so that's just one of, yeah, it's important later on, so, like, his daughter is there uh, with them. Sir Roderick's pretty cool, um, and as you say, yeah, they're they're kind of, um, Bran has, like, a role to play in this. He's got sort of, uh, he's wearing this, this hat of the Stark and Winterfell and has to kind of do... Certain things, but I, I kind of wanted to talk about um, this is this is the harvest feast, you know, and, and so um, there's a lot of different uh, foods and stuff listed here. I just want to kind of go through these real quick. So you have venison pies, chunky with carrots, um, full of carbs like that is full of carbs, uh, bacon. Uh, good. We're good on carbs there. Uh, let's see, mushrooms are good. You've got, so, I mean, I'm going through these and I'm like, like savory duck, not bad. Uh, let me think here. Cold fruit soup. Fruit is deceivingly high in carbs. Like I am, I was reading through this and I was just like going through in my keto mind, thinking about like we're wow, so many carbs. Then you get to to Lord Wyman who brings all the fish and I'm like, good, <laughs> we are solid. I'm sitting here thinking, what could I eat at the harvest feast? And uh, we've got crabs, you know. We've got some white fish. We got some some cod, uh, lobster, so on. It was really good. But then we go back to black bread, honey cakes, full of carbs, you know, biscuits and stuff. So <laughs> uh, I just thought it was kind of funny as I was reading through it. And then you get down to the, the the wheels of white cheese, right? We're set at every table. Cheese, pretty good, pretty good on on keto uh, and and low in carbs. And then the wines, yeah, kinda gotta stay away from that. But I just thought it was funny, you know, George does spend a lot of time describing food. That's a massive paragraph there where he just goes over all the foods that are listed there. And this is sort of why, you know, Sir Matt does the um, meat, meat and cheese. You know, we kind of look at that uh, cookbook and we look at how much time he spends here. And it is, um, if, if one day we ever get sort of a tell-all from George or we learn more about these things, there's theories on on food and, the, and these references and stuff. They they also tell you more about that It's um, he, he's building characters or he's... he's um, He's doing some indirect characterization on these other characters through food, you know, knowing that White Harbor is a place where they're bringing in a lot of fish. And and that Manderley is, you know, that sort of reminds you as the reader that that is, you know, that that's who that guy is and, and, and that's his region. That's where he's from. So it's just really helpful. And I think it's one of the things he gets criticized sometimes for spending a lot of time describing the foods. Um, but again, if you pay attention to it and you think about where they're at, uh, like, like you go to Lemon Gate and you go to some of these other theories and you go to some of the the, the wines and you look at that stuff and where things are, are coming from and reliable and unreliable narrators. When you look for lies and deceit and stuff, like sometimes you have to look at like what these people are actually eating or saying or where they said the food comes from, and it's, it's intricate. That's sort of why um, we, we love this series so much is that there is so much of that. So I, one, I thought it was funny, and then two, I just kind of thought I got to mention it. Uh, just so folks are aware that, um, you know, there's a lot of carbs in what they're eating there, but the fish is good. So
1: <laughs> there is, you know, I'm sure there is a lot of, a lot of carbs in, in, in what they're eating. There. But yeah. You know, I mean, Hey man, they, they're eating, it's a harvest feast. They're,
0: oh, they're you know, they're, hammering down some food. I, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, singing. There's, there's drink. I think Hodor is listening to the, mu- the musicians at, at, at first. Yeah. He's dancing and stuff. And then um, they slowly kind of get, you know, drowned out and this is this is a good um, this is a good thing I and mean, this is this is really cool you know and before this remember in the last chapter two that they were talking about the harvest they were talking about like have you put you know this much away uh, or, or to store you need to start storing more and all that kind of stuff so so mr. Lewin was kind of giving them that um, that advice which which was good so now we're kind of seeing some of that and everyone's this is also a way too where you're getting everybody together you're, you're supporting a new king you're in the north, away from this war, and this is an important tradition to kind of keep up, and yeah, so so it's pretty cool. So we're we're meeting and greeting people as as they come in. Uh, the big thing too for Bran uh, in in this is that he's trying to figure out what to say. He's passing on foods and all that kind of stuff. It's the what you know what pisses him off though are the phrase the phrase are sitting up there at the high table, and he's not he's not too fond of that. But uh, he definitely does not like them. Uh, and there's some major foreshadowing too at the start of this, right? So when he mentions that um, he's talking about all the new faces that he sees sitting around the hall and it's because his father, you know, this is something that Brand is, is, is dealing with um, it's because his father went South with a lot of men and they didn't come back. And so that's, that's tough. And he sees new faces and they've had to promote people. And he even says at one point, he says, he wonders if more will die Or if or if um, or if any will come back from, you know, Rob's host. And it's just sort of like, wow, I I read that line. I was like, a lot of them won't, you know, they're not going to make it like it's it's uh, it's kind of crazy. But so, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it is. It's really hard. I mean, you got to think about brand being as young as he is in this situation where it's like his mother and his brother are gone and his dad is now dead and his sisters are gone and John, you know, is, is gone. So it's, I mean, it's just him, Rickon and, and Maester Lewin.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I yes. Mean, I mean, it's, it's a lot.
0: Yeah, it is a lot. It is. And so now he's surrounded by all these different, um, you know, individuals that we don't really know that well, Th- these, these brand chapters are actually kind of important though, because we do all these members, you know, Clay Serwin, the Umbers, um, all these individuals that are here uh, Manderley, like they become big players later on. We need to understand their lands and the, and the dynamics and, and uh, look at like, like, you know, the Umbers having a difficult time, maybe wanting to work with uh, the Manderleys or something like, is like that's hinted at, but then later on, are we, are we led to believe that they're not going to? And then is it, isn't it kind of ironic that later on they do work together? You know, those are the types of things that are being laid down here. Um, in, in these chapters, so, you know, it's it's uh, it's fascinating. If you ever get a chance to go look at a map of the north and plot out some of these houses, we get a lot of minor houses, uh, like the Tallhearts and stuff, and, and their role. And, and all of this is going to come to play later on with Theon, too, when Theon comes north. So, it, it, that's sort of why um, it may not seem like a whole lot. Like, the big focus here is the reeds showing up, you know, Jojen and, and Mira, but... Uh, before we get there, there, there's a lot of stuff going down. Um, and they're just names and mentions and, and these people and, and their, their connections to other people in the North. So I just wanted to kind of point that out in case you're uh, more interested in that. Or if you were someone who was going study, like to study the Grand Northern conspiracy and look at alliances and stuff, you can actually go back to these chapters to help you do that, to help you understand who they are and uh, and maybe who is more willing to work with others and who, who is vying for, you know, Lady Hornwood's... Um, her lands and and keeps and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of names uh, to keep track
1: of here. But again, it's 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 also it's also great in that part of world building, you know, adding to the adding adding to the north and who are a lot of these people. Yeah. As you said, if you want to go back and study that grand northern conspiracy later uh, and keep track of who are all these houses and and everything. And and, you know, they'll they'll come back later, too, because if it does go anything like the show, right? And, and you know, we do get some big battle of, of Winterfell and battle in the north, you know, it's keeping track of who all who all these houses are that still exist after Ramsey and, you know, the the battle with the Lannisters and who all who all's there for that battle. Right.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, very very important. So um okay, yeah, we get some more a lot of this in the beginning is, is Bran looking around. Like he looks at um Lord Wyman, and uh, they had to build like a, a you know a, a custom chair for him, which I thought was funny. I mean, George cannot help himself just mentioning how 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 fat he is, and just how like uh, I don't. It's just it's brought up so much that I think you start to think he's not a big player in 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 the game, and that he's not someone who's going to. I think some. I, I think it's his way of showing that you can underestimate people like that. Back in the day, it's the same thing with Illyrio and these guys who are older, who are wizened, who maybe let themselves go a little bit, but they know what they're doing. They're smart guys. And he's, he's ambitious and, and his house in general, um, the Manderley moving from the South to the North. Like that is, and that's, that's they've preserved themselves. Um, they still sort of, you know, they're, they're back and forth between some of the, like their gods and stuff are, it's, it's a little like they don't seem to quite fit in with the North, but yet they're super loyal and they're, they're jolly. Like his demeanor is, is very, uh, is very much something that, that brand enjoys. And, you know, I don't know. But, like, are they... Wouldn't it be such a twist, right, if, if House Manderly ends up being... Just playing everybody, you know, and they're really masters at this game. And, and uh, you know, you just don't assume them to either be a villain or even, like, a great hero. They're really just right there in, in, in the middle. Uh, and it's not until later on when, when they show up and um, really start making some moves in the privy that uh, we start to think, wow, okay. <laughs> like, is... The, the, the game is, is, uh, is uh, definitely going up a notch. But so, yeah, I just thought that was interesting. They're, they're bringing uh, that up and it's mentioned so often. Um, he's sitting next to Lady Hornwood again, which is, which is funny um, because she's just picking through her food and not really knowing what's uh, and not really paying much attention. And, and she's gone through a great loss and stuff, too. So, you have these folks who are, who are here. Um, some are jolly and some are not as jolly because they've gotten word back that they've lost very important people in in this war in 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 rob's war um so yeah something to kind of think about i guess
1: yeah absolutely so um okay so then uh we kind of move on here and we get to uh our new characters right um you know at the at the foot of the hall the doors opened and a gust of cold air made the torches flame brighter for an instant uh, the lady Mira of House Reed, and with her brother Jojen of Greywater Watch. Uh, and then, you know, Bran kind of notices um, that, uh, you know, who are they? Mudmen, Little Walter answers. Uh, they're thieves and cravens with green teeth from eating frogs. Uh, you know, must greet these ones warmly. I had not thought to see them here, but... You know, you know who they are. Brand nods. Kranachman from the north. Helen Reed was a great friend of your father. Sir Ryder told him. As, uh, to, as these two are his, it would seem. As the newcomers walked the length of the hall, Brand noticed that one was a girl, though what he would never have known by the way she dresses. Um, and then he knows, you know, though near Rob's age, she was uh, slim as a boy with long brown hair knotted behind her head with the only bare suggestion of breast, a woven net hung from one slim hip, a long bronze knife in the other under her arm. She carries an old iron um, great helm spotted with rust, a frog spear and a round leather shield. Uh, ...were strapped to her back. Her brother, several years younger and bore no weapons, all of his garb was green, even to the leather of his boots. When he came closer, Bran saw that his eyes were the color of moss, though his teeth looked white as anyone else's. Both reeds were slight of build, slender as swords, and scarcely taller than Bran himself. Uh, My lord of Stark, the uh, the years have passed in their hundreds and their thousands since my folk first swore their fealty to the king of the north. My lord father has sent us here to say the words again for our people
0: mm, yeah yeah this is that was a uh, that's a good description of them they're very different they don't look uh again they, they come coming from that swamp terrain and stuff they uh they have different weapons they have different uh they're, they're outfitted differently and you know um this is really cool because I I, I love Mi- Mi- Mira Reed so much I think she's great and she's she's literally uh she's armored up air quote armored up and uh <laughs> her brother's not, right? He's sort of that sage, that mystic uh figure what we're going to learn more about as as we move on, but uh yeah, and and they show right away how different they are by coming in and, and swearing their fealty in a different way. Uh to the point where it actually puts Bran off. He doesn't really even know quite how to take it. Now he's also put off because there's this little line here. Uh she's looking at me, he realized. <laughs> like he starts mm-hmm. to realize that like he's he's looking at Mira going, "Yeah, I mean, he, he I think there's Like, there's feelings early on uh, between him and Mira, and uh, those are going to, you know, continue to grow. So, yeah,
1: yeah. And I think might be different than the show. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, on one hand, he's the three-eyed raven now, and that was some pretty funny stuff, right, With, with Sam. When Sam walks in, he says... I'm the three eyed raven. Sam's like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, okay yeah. then, <laughs> right? right. And right. it's almost like they just—I mean—they just wrote Mirror off, and then we didn't see her again. I mean, so I don't know. I—I yeah, don't think that Gür—I don't think—I don't think, think Gür is going to do that. I think he'll. I mean, it could go down similarly, but it'll be a much more detailed. It'll be different.
0: Right. Yeah. It it, it really will. And I don't care whether you believe in Jojen Paste or Jojen actually, you know, dying or or, or whatever. Um, you know. It seems to be an indicator from the show that, yeah, she's she's going to continue on to, to what point and where she goes from there. I don't know. I just don't see that much change happening in Bran in one book. You know, like I, I think of just Winds of Winter, and I'm like I'm looking at at him as this young boy. I, I don't know that that going into like his training is going to change him that much. We can get into that later though. But like, I'm totally with you. I think it's going to go different. And I think if you go back and look at uh, how Bran interacts with Mira and even his interaction I know there's been speculation his interaction through Hodor you know are those Hodor's thoughts are they Brand's thoughts and so on but but still he he definitely um he he definitely I think likes her you know and there's there's something there and there's also this whole bit where the, like he knows that they're extra special and that they're special to his father and there's, so there's almost this like there's even though all these other lords showed up and they're fancy and they can bring more resources and everything there's something else to this house and to this uh, I, I, that, that kind of cuts through everybody else's like allegiance to the Starks for some reason the reeds are like like um, ultra connected and I think that's pretty cool and so you know one of the things that they, they swear by earth and water um, and then they swear by bronze and iron and they also swear by ice and fire and
1: right, which is big because i think that's the first time yeah i can't i, I that's the first time we hear that i <laughs> yes. mean unless i'm i might be wrong but i mean just thinking
0: back to everything we've read so far in the chapters well actually I swearing think- by ice and fire yeah like that's that's a big deal i mean that's 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 huge and and uh, you know for this to be i i think again you know George writes a Game of Thrones, right? And knows that it's going to be in this series, you know, or does he, right? And then he'd be writing the second book, and this is now part of a series called a song of ice and fire. Um, and to have that show up in there, like you have to be underlining that going, Okay, like this this these guys are important. There's something here. This is a big deal. It's made a an absolute straight on, you know, direct connection to the series. Uh we swear it by ice and fire. What does that mean? You know, what does that actually mean? So yeah, and Brand doesn't even really know how to respond exactly. Uh, may your winters be short and your summers uh bountiful, right? That's yeah. normally a good thing to say. So uh Rise, I am Brandon Stark, and uh and, and Mira kind of got to her feet, helped her brother up. That's the other thing too. You notice that um uh it seems that Jojen is uh sickly, that he is uh almost weaker, thinner. I don't really know like they 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 character like he has trouble getting up there, uh, moves a little slower seems to just be weaker in in general and when you go look at like uh green seers and you look at how they were um described and characterized and things like that like like their strength is is it's not in their in their limbs and their muscles and things like that it's it's in their minds and in their extra abilities and th- those extra attributes so and he has the clear indicator um with, with his eyes the, the the moss green eyes that that he is a green seer essentially right yeah we
1: talked about that recently i think yeah. uh, if it was Uh, and and on Patreon or here about the but the green seers I think it was last last week when we were doing the the blood raven uh, conversation Um, yeah the idea that his the moss green eyes being a trait of green seers Mm -hmm, mm
0: -hmm. yeah yeah exactly exactly yeah so that's interesting Um, and gosh I mean it's I have so many thoughts on Jojen and I have so many thoughts on on what uh, like like his his possible mistakes are and just misinterpretations and things like that, that that are going on because we're oversold on the idea that we should trust these two. We are sold just, I mean, like it's, it's, it's crazy. We haven't heard much about this. How We've heard like, it's, it's basically through Eddard Stark and his connection to Hall and Reed that we're like, Oh, got to trust these guys. Oh, and they do some extra special sacred swearing thing. That's next level. Oh, and they have some insight into like green sight and stuff. And he's, he's, uh, he's understanding, he's connecting with brand in a way that, that Maester Lewin cannot and will not actually he won't even inter- entertain uh brand's dreams. But yet Jojen here is sort of saying, I gotcha. And I've, I've gone through something similar. Let me kind of guide you in this. And that's interesting. And there's just a lot of different uh, things that seem to be influencing brand. And so I, I just say, you, you kind of got to go at it and you got to look at it in question and, and sort of see where what's connecting to what, um, and not to jump clear to the end of this, well, um, a Dance with Dragons, but there's some major stuff there that, like later on, uh, as you go through this reread, I would say pay close attention to Jojen and, and symbols around him and, and the way that he speaks, connotation uh, surrounding his like his word choice and his death because and his potential his foreshadowed death. Like it happens in this chapter, he says, not to jump right there, but he say, he says, you know. um, that this is not the day he he will die. He's he has foreseen his death. He knows when he's gonna die and it's not today. So that gives him this, you know, Uber confidence to kind of say, I'm I'm good and I know events and I know that I'm that, you know, that we're safe here for for whatever reason. So um yeah, Ancient Swearing, uh it's it's right. pretty cool. And uh Bran now is going to have them kind of take a you know, he has to kind of send some food their way and and let them He's hoping he doesn't have to eat uh, frog himself, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, and he's kind of he,
1: he he tries to offer them something, and he's just yeah, uh, he's trying to be polite, but doesn't you know he can't really recall what to to say, and so he's just like, I offer you meat and meat of Winterfell, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but okay, so really kind of important here is, so you know, right once they're done, right? They're, so they kind of sit down, they're they're eating food, um, and uh, Bran's just kind of you know talking about you're talking about talking about summer and how he'll keep shaggy dog away right and then we're starting to get a little bit more you know his father has sent letters to lord of graywater over years but none of the cranning men had ever called at winterfell uh, he would like to have talked to them more but the great hall was so noisy he doesn't really get a chance he asks you know do they really eat frogs i sir Rod- roderick says frogs and fish and lizard lions you know maybe they don't have sheep and cattle brand things which i doubt that they do, uh, you know, being living in, in swamps. So but after that, right, they talk about how, you know, they're shoving, they're shoving the ta- tables back. There's going to begin dancing uh, and uh, the, a song is being sung. Right. And it says when the singer reached the part in the night that ended where the Knights watch rode forth to meet the others in the Battle of the Dawn, he blew a ba- blast that set all the dogs barking. Um, and then, you know, two Glover men are, are spinning some girls around and stuff like that. And so. Um, it's just kind of interesting that in in this right, Hodor is dancing. You have this this line here, right? That the the reeds show up, and Jojen, you know, has moss green eyes, and you know, you you come when you come back to this, you're thinking, oh wow, he's got green sight, and all of these things, and they talk about the children of the forest, and then we're singing a song about how the Night's Watch rode forth to meet the others at the Battle of the Dawn. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, kinda right, it's, yeah. it's just kind of interesting, right? And that it's it's just kind of. Has that line in there, and it's kind of buried, and it's kind of like, okay, now the reads are here; they're these new people, and so we're really thinking about who are these people. We know we've heard about them, and then you kind of get hit with this line mashed into a bunch of other stuff that's not really important. Um, I mean, it's just dancing and you know setting the stage, uh, and then you know you kind of move past it. It's just, it's just it's the way he does things right oh, it's those no, kind of uh, hidden lines yeah. he will uh you know you go back to when when ned is riding right and he's um you know what after the whole jamie lannister he and jamie lannister kind of fight uh he's riding and the rain's pounding and he's he starts to think of um he's thinking of liana and then and then rhaegar right at the same time and all of this stuff and so it's just kind of it's just interesting when he has all of these things happen he'll throw these lines in you know and we just heard that they swore in ice and fire and now we're talking now there's a line about the others a little bit later that's just kind of woven in there and then boom here you go afterwards
0: yeah oh it's it's huge i mean they you're exactly right they're talking about uh and again the song is the night uh that ended and you have the night's watch riding forth it's it's big it's snuck. it's it's slipped in there um it is it is sort of drawing us to this conclusion that that we're talking now about a, about a a, a bigger um, idea or concept here, something that ties all the way back to the long night and and ancient sort of you know whatever um, prophecy and all sorts of stuff. So yeah, I think that's interesting. Now and and, and also too, they're they're focused in on the direwolves. I mean, that's that like Brand is excited because they do ask about the direwolves. You know, like that is something uh, you you just mentioned that, but I think that's important. And they. Thing, like that—that's key. That's also key to, to to the relationship building that he has with them. Is that other people are scared of them and they don't want to be around them, but yet uh, here they are, kind of asking about them, and that made Bran happy. So, yeah, you're right. They, they, then they snuck—they sneak that line in. That's a good one. That's, i did not actually, um, you know, even see that or, or recognize that when I when I first, uh, yeah, because they go right into the Glovers or dancing, spinning girls, like you say, and and uh, Sir Roderick is approaching Lady Hornwood, all the stuff we've been thinking about. Um, and you can almost miss it. It's literally just, um, it's actually one sentence and it's just right. Yeah. It's not right in there. So, okay. Um, and then after that, so yeah. So as you say, we're, we're dancing, we're doing everything back to, by the way, uh, Wyman just, uh, dancing with, um, Beth Cassell, which is, which is, right. which is pretty cool. You know, he's, 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 uh, he's nimble. He's actually pretty nimble. He's a pretty good dancer. So, uh, Clay Serwin kind of takes over after that um but but really brandis stays, stays long enough to be polite and then he's got to you know t- time for bed got to get to those dreams and get back to to his dream world so uh he gets he gets hodor and uh and as he's heading out he can, they kind of kind of run across the servants giggling and and some you know um some stuff going on out there in the back chamber right in the back hallway looks like somebody's hooking up a little bit so that was uh he's moving past that tells hodor, H- hodor to kind of keep moving and, uh, and then we get to where he's going to go up, and he's, once he goes to bed, he's going to, well, actually, I'm sorry, before we get to that part, let's, let's mention this. This is important because it ties into Hall and Reed. Um, so when he blew out his bedside candle, darkness covered him like a soft, familiar blanket. The faint sound of music drifted through his shuttered windows. Something his father had told him once when he was little came back to him suddenly. He had asked, and it just came back to him suddenly, by the way just out of nowhere, right? Right, right, yeah, right. (laughs) Um, He he had asked Lord Eddard uh, if the Kingsguard were truly the finest knights in the Seven Kingdoms. Uh, No longer, his father answered, but once they were a marvel, a shining lesson to the world. Um, Was there one who was the best of all? The finest knight I ever saw was Sir Arthur Dane, who fought with a blade called Dawn. Forged, (laughs) you know, and again, we just had a reference to, uh, by the way, the battle for Dawn, Right. So we just had that, as you say, we had a, they rode forth, the Night's Watch rode forth against the others in the battle for uh, the dawn. And we had, now we have a blade uh, that's wielded by Sir Arthur Dane um, that's called Dawn, forged in the heart of a fallen star. Uh, they called him the sword of the morning, and he would have killed me, but for and Reed. Father had, had gotten sad then, and he would say no more. Brand wished he had asked him what he meant uh you know so i mean let's let's go here right. i mean that's that's your right connection exactly
1: we we just we had the battle of the dawn and now he's thinking of arthur dane and the sword dawn and that you know his father would. and again we you know the show shows us that arthur dane is killed by hallen reed hallen reed you know kills him and so everyone thought ned stark beat him but in the books it could still be different you know a lot of people have theorized for a long time that maybe hallen says something right like yeah and he just yeah. he stopped he stops
0: the fighting Right is able to provide maybe uh well so remember how Reed, by the way, went to the Isle of Faces, goes to the tourney of heron hall um is 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 around all this and is close with that Stark, so yeah, maybe he does have some information or knows right when to intervene, I mean that's the other thing too is like is it similar to Jojen and knowing that knowing his own like like maybe he 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 got like a glimpse of something and knew when he could surprise Sir Arthur Dane with an attack, or did he have the right words to kind of um dissuade him from from killing eddard stark maybe uh there's just a lot there's there's so much and it's, it's great there's just so much mystery still kind of surrounding it i don't really care what the show um i, I mean I, it, it's definitely something you have to consider is, is that he just snuck up on him and that's it's mentioned in this chapter that the krennic men use the, those tactics like they are kind of like the children of the forest in that they hide in the shadows they use poison darts um they use different things uh similar maybe you know almost tactics like the sand snakes and that's their way. That's what they do. So maybe that's something Sir Arthur Dane could not have defended himself against and he's killed. So, and, and the whole thing, like the sadness can come from the loss of his sister or, uh, John or, 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 or whatever it may be. So, cause you know, Helen goes back with him and stuff. So it's not like he's, he's sad there. What, why, why is he sad? Um, what is it about that memory that has caused so much sorrow? It's his sister. It's, it's the loss there. So Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and so it's just it's something to
1: keep in mind about you know, and maybe as we go forward now that we have the reads, just kind of keeping uh, track of how many times we hear about maybe the word dawn, right? I mean, that's something that people track keep track a lot of when you think of corn half hand and uh, him him with John is the they ta- the word dawn is brought up several several times, which is where a lot of people get that idea that maybe he's maybe he is Arthur Dane or maybe you know. John Snow is a Dane and, or something so uh it's going to be we'll keep maybe keep it track like that you know we we've been kind of doing we were, with Danny uh we were kind of keeping track of every time they said the word bells you know just thinking <laughs> you know oh maybe yeah. there's something maybe there's something there we don't know you know like so yeah yeah, yeah 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 maybe something maybe something to keep track of as we as we go forward here
0: right yeah i think so too i think so too yeah um so so just to kind of finish this chapter up i mean brand now goes to to sleep and he's hearing all those sounds and stuff and he Um, He hears the howling of of a pack of wolves and and, um, he wants to run. He wants to hunt. He wanted to. And then, boom, we kind of cut to this next section where um, he is now uh, he's in summer. I mean, he is now he's warped. I mean, he's there. And there's there's this rattle of of iron that made his ears prick up. Um, His brother heard it, too. And they raced through through the undergrowth towards the sound bounding across uh, the still water at the foot of the old uh, of the old white one (laughs) he caught the scent of a stranger the man's uh the man smell well mixed with leather and earth and iron and it's just like those so leather cool earth okay now from earth wisdom you know um think about that lord adam parker and others and you think about iron and you think about uh, just throwing those words in there as things that you that you smell surrounding jojen is interesting um, the, the intruders, uh, had pushed a few yards into the wood when he came upon them, a female and a young male, um, with no taint of fear to them. Even when he showed them the white of his teeth, uh, his brother growled in a low throat yet it still did not run. Here they come. said the female Mira. some part of him whispered, uh, some wisp of, of a sleeping boy lost in a wolf dream. So he knows that that's Mira. That's the, it's a, it's italicized. So, um, realizing that's Mira. Okay. Did you know they would be so big? Uh, They will be bigger still before they are grown. So right there, Jojen knows that he's seen them. He knows that they live and that they get bigger, right? So he's definitely has some foresight. Um, The young male said, watching them with his eyes, large, green, and unafraid. The black one is full of fear and rage, but the gray one is strong, stronger than he knows. Can you feel him, sister? Like, what does that mean? Can you feel him? Like, do they have some, what's the sense that they, you know... um, yeah. Right. Um, let's see. So, no, she said, moving a hand to the hilt of the long brown knife she wore. Go careful, Jojen. He won't hurt me. This is not the day I die. The male walked toward them, unafraid, and reached out for his muzzle. A touch as light as a summer breeze, yet as the brush of those fingers. Yet, yet at the brush of those fingers, the wood dissolved. And the very ground turned to smoke beneath his feet and swirled away, laughing. And then he was spinning and falling, falling, falling. Um. So here's something interesting. Like the wolf dreams are often different. Like when he's in the wolf dreams, he seems to be called to like, like the contention that is there is that for him to, that there's times where brand knows himself where he's not like all of that dialogue was, was coming through, like it's as if Bran was the sleeping boy and he was sort of in the back of the mind of, of the dire wolf um, versus times where Bran is actually just having a dream about falling and, and a three eyed crow. And he is Bran and he's a and he's a crippled boy. Um, and so those are different. And in this uh, at the touch of Jojen, you have a, a straight connection back to his dream of falling and the three eyed crow. That's exactly what you have. You, you, you the, the the warg situation, the wolf dream disappears it starts to go away. What does that mean? Um, we can, we'll can we explore that more and we'll look at Jojen, you know, late, later on as we get into other chapters where around him, it's just like he talks about warging. He talks about him being, he actually discourages him sometimes from spending too much time in his wolves and that he may become them and things like that, you know? So um, it's just kind of fascinating, you know? So. yeah absolutely yeah um i was just i'm just
1: doing some quick looking here just about uh you know it, dawn and lightbringer and all of this stuff and it's just you know it's showing up here it's it's something we we may have to do a youtube video on as, yeah oh yeah uh, just i mean i know we, we've done we've done one in the past but it's just that that word right the word dawn and you think about well you know if you go back and you look at like the old the Legends of Zor High, and then there's the there's the High, there's the um, uh, the uh, what's the other, what's the the great hero right? And there's mm-hmm. all of yeah. these different kind of things for it. Well, you know, you could do the same thing with Lightbringer, Lightbringer and Dawn. I mean, you know, it ends the it ends it ends the long night, um, and so it's just interesting here, right? That they're swearing we swear it by ice and fire. I'm gonna I was trying to do a search of ice and fire to see if that. <laughs> If that does um, come up at any point beforehand and I'm not finding anything. so Yeah, that's funny um, because I'm
0: actually I'm in I'm in uh, a search of ice and fire too, looking at something, too, because that's what these that's what these chapters do. Right. Um, It's what we
1: do. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes as an IR while while we're podcasting, we're like searching up bigger, bigger, deeper theories. And then afterwards, often what ends up being our extended edition is like, hold on, dude, I found something while we were recording. Uh, We got to kind of we got to kind of do this and talk yeah. about it but yeah i'm so in a game of thrones um yeah ice and fire do not they don't really come up that often it comes up it comes up in a game of thrones Tyrion 2 um in talking about uh it must be talking about dragon bone he said he found a comfortable spot just beyond the noise of the camp besides a swift running stream with waters as clear and cold as ice. So that's remember when I think that's when he and John are traveling to the to the to the wall. Um, and then he's kind of thinking about dragons. And so it says, you know, uh, that they're impervious to fire. But that's it. Um, and then with John, once the words ice and uh, actually no, the words ice and fire don't. And then with Danny is the only other time they come up. They laid. um the danny 10 which i think is her final her final chapter the third level of the platform was woven of branches no thicker than a finger and covered by dry leaves and twigs they laid them north to south from ice to fire and that's it so that's that's it in a a game of thrones so this is like the first time first time we really see it
0: wow yeah yeah that's that's interesting yeah so it's 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 huge it's hugely significant um let me. uh And then wh- yeah, we we sw-
1: we swear it by ice and fire. Uh Is the, yeah the only time that the, it's it's said like, boom. And then well okay. Then Dan. Uh, so later in a Clash of Kings, Danny four, um, when she's I think that's when she's getting a prophecy right. It says the shape of shadows, Morrow's not yet made. Drink from the cup of ice. Drink from the cup of fire. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah kind of. Interesting, just really interesting to th- to think about that. We swear by ice and fire, then we get st- story about the others. Then he's thinking about Arthur Dane, and yeah, you know I mean, mm-hmm. there's just yep. there's there's a lot. Uh, to oh yeah, down from that chapter, yeah, th-
0: yeah, there is. And, and I guess I'll do one more thing here. So I I've, we've kind of said, um, you know, as, as we keep doing this book club, they just we can't help ourselves sometimes just to dive into later stuff. So we're going, I'm going to here for a second. So l- later on, um. I bring up that whole thing about Jojen and the connection to the three eyed crow and like I mean even the Dire Wolves there saying the white one, the ancient white one, you know, like that being the werewood and stuff, and you have these things that are kind of well that's a thing, the three eyed crow. Um, then you have warging, you know, that, like all these different things that are going on. Uh, later on, and I don't know, if no one's finished the series, this is it's a dance it's it's a dance with dragons, spoiler I guess. I don't know, like whatever. Um this is a reread, so I'm going for it. So here we go. So he is when he's with Mira, um, he's with his sister. They're they're in the cave. She is trying to convince them that like our job is done. We have brought Brand to the three-eyed crow. So she thinks. So she thought. <laughs> so Jojen thought. Um, all we know, real- I mean, I, I like like there's that connection. I mean, she says this. So he's being stupid. Um, she's talking about trying to get him to eat more, trying to get him to leave. Um, she, he won't even, uh, you know, he's not going to like. This is, is the day is, is soon approaching where he has foreseen that he will die, and he, there's no getting around it. He's, his dreams are true, uh, plain and simple. That's that's that. And she said he's being stupid. Mira said I had hoped that when we found your three eyed crow, dot dot dot. Now I wonder why we ever came. And it's just wild to me that that you get to that point later on where like Mira, and that's why, that's why I bring this up, that we are so led to believe that we should trust Mira and, and, and Jojen, and really, even through the character Mira, um, trusting her younger brother who has green sight and who her, like their father said, that when he explains, then you'll find this out later, and we'll cover it in, in the upcoming, well in this book, um, in this, these upcoming chapters, but like when he has those visions about things that are happening at Winterfell, it's like they're told to Halland, and then Halland's like the interpreter and like sending, sending him on. It's just it, like if Melisandre can have so many misinterpretations in her fires and dreams, I just don't think that you, that you can have that. I mean, okay, Sir Matt, go back to one of your favorite um, you know books, The Hedge Knight, and look at how misinterpreted that uh, you know dragon dream was of Sir Dunk. Um, and, and everyone thought that he was like, which Targaryen is, is he going to kill? And it had right. nothing really to do with him. So I think yeah, sometimes yeah, this yeah. green site can get us in trouble.
1: Exactly. Exactly. I would say more often than not, it's misinterpreted. It's very loose. Um, I, I think it's how often do we actually see a green dream that's 100% accurate,
0: right? Yeah. It, it, well, yeah. And then so what they saw, this is what we get the details on like, this is actually what I saw scene by scene, but what we hear the word dragon and does dragon mean an actual dragon or a Targaryen, you know, like are these, are these things symbolic? Do they stand for something else? Um, That's sort of the question. So when you go look at these things, that's why I love people who do look at all the symbolism surrounding these characters and try to figure out what those mean, because especially when you look at visions and prophecies, Um, I think George is trying to say something there too. Is that like, yeah, you may see something, but what does, what does it mean? Are you given the, are you given the full interpretation of it? Can you truly see into the future? Uh, and, and see everything clearly, or can you only see a sliver? Um, and then even that, can that be, can that mislead you in some way? I, I uh, like at the end, I mean, uh, you know, I don't know, man, it's just, it's just tough. When I look at Jojen, I just think this is someone who like, he's, he just so believes in what he's seeing that it's, I don't know, man, And as much as he loves his sister and as much as he cares about like brand and what he's doing and then to get here and, and for them to kind of, um, multiple times make a dis like it seems like they're not there with the actual three-eyed crow like they're they're not there and they didn't get I mean just the whole thing um brand three a dance with dragons go read it it's it will fascinate you and you will learn a lot so yeah yeah all right all right well um as
1: I believe do believe we have one uh Raven uh to check out I think uh, we got this one. This one is from our. Somebody sent this to us on Instagram. Let me.
0: Uh... Yeah. So this came from. Let me see here. Um. Oh, Lady Jessica. So this mm-hmm. this came from Lady Jessica. Yeah. So you. I'll go ahead and read it if you want. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. So um, and I don't think we've covered this. I was asking. I just it's been a, a while back, and if we did, um, yeah, it's we apologize. I just kind of I saw this and I thought oh, that was interesting. Um, so she, she says this, uh, curious to know y'all's thoughts on the names throughout the series. Uh, Catelyn Stark is used interchangeably with Catelyn Tully, where Cersei Lannister is never referenced as Cersei Baratheon. Um, Sansa remains Sansa Stark throughout the series, even though, even after her marriage to Tyrion Lannister and Ramsey Bolton, um, you know, it, it, what versus Snow, right? There's that. Uh, Lys- Lysa Aaron is uh, rarely called Lysa Tully, etc. When a lady is married, they place the cloak, bringing her under the husband's house uh, and that house's protection. Wouldn't that uh, be the name as well? Just curious if y'all think there's a reason uh, behind when the family names are used instead of married names. I personally can't see... Uh, Gurm doing this unintentionally and I actually have not really researched this and, and even because ha- we were right before the show just kind of looking at that and we found that and I thought wow that's interesting because um, I have myself Sir Matt wondered why that is because a lot of times we, we were making a, a playlist for House Lannister and, and we were making a house list for like House Baratheon And it's like, wait a second. And in House Baratheon, here, like, in House Lannister, we're putting, you know, Tom and Marcella and 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 Joffrey. Why? Because we know that they're bastards, right? Um, So I I think there's there's that. Even though it's Tom and Baratheon, Um, that's his name. So that's interesting. But you you look at Cersei, uh, and yeah, I think is is it just her personality? Is it just a choice that she makes? Um, They do use Catelyn Tully and Catelyn Stark interchangeably actually and that is that is interesting i think that's sort of to show um her her allegiance to show her allegiance to house tully and to house stark and how close she is i think when you only call cersei lannister um by her her birth you know name I, and not her you know married as as cersei baratheon i think that's to again show that she has no intention of um you know being sensitive to Baratheons, right? Or, or being whatever. She's a Lannister through and through. Um, I Because c- you can kind of see that does happen. I mean, you look at Lady Hornwood, actually, and you look at um, uh, some of these other uh, individuals who Lady Hornwood was once a, like a, what, a Manderly, right? Or something. And, and so she's it's actually not even... She married into the Hornwoods. So and it's trying to figure out, what, what do I do here? So that is... Something I haven't explored much. And I don't know if you've, if you've given it any thought, but uh, it does um, come up from time to time.
1: Yes, I do have a thought on it here. But really quickly, I'm act- in uh, our good buddy, A Search of Ice and Fire. I don't think that she. Let me see here. So it's kind of interesting. So you must be a fierce and hard as the North, Catelyn Tully. So Cat, I guess, is kind of interesting because. And I guess Cersei as well, because. So in uh, Eddard 2, uh, it says, you know, he was wed, he was set to wed Catelyn Tully. Um, and then, you know, it talk, she talks about, you know, I was still Catelyn Tully, but then they do call her Catelyn Stark. So it's kind of in her association. Yeah. Um, uh in, in in her association so in eddard four that, that or in, in her association they would say like oh catlin tully because if they're, she's at Riverrun, right mm-hmm. um so in eddard four Littlefinger says this is when he brings her to the brothel can you think of a less likely place to find a catlin tully he smiled so i think there he's doing it because he doesn't want to call her catlin Stark, because he's you know still got still got feelings for her so the next time that she's called catlin tully is uh catlin five she says i was still catlin tully then uh, she's, she's talking about you know um something in the past but the next time she's actually called catlin tully is after ned is dead i think it's more that the fans use them interchangeably right catlin stark catlin mm-hmm. tully with well, the reason i i don't think we do it with cersei um lannister why well, we don't call her cersei Baratheon is because she's immediately identified as a Lannister, and they're always just called the Lannisters. With Joffrey, sometimes we do, I think he's a little more interchangeably interchange as Joffrey, Joffrey Baratheon, because every time he's presented at court, it's Joffrey Baratheon. But with them, I mean, he uses his own sigil that is both the Lannister and Baratheon sigil. So I think it's a little bit easier there um, because we know that they're bastards anyway and then Robert's kind of gone. So Robert's gone and then Renly's gone, so really the only Baratheon we really think of is then Stannis, right? So we don't really associate them with we've never really associated them with the Baratheons because mm-hmm. we we know and they act like them and they look like them and they're mostly associated with Cersei and 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 um Jamie and Tyrion so they're they're so associated with them that I think even though we we call them Lannister even though technically I guess I mean well technically it is Lannister but well actually yeah. technically it should be it should be a bastard name because it's not uh, I mean mm-hmm. um yeah uh well, that's why what's his name um Blackfire, Damon Damon Blackfire, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, is actually a he's a bastard of two Targaryens. So he mm. technically, I think it's it should be should not be Blackfire. He, he's a bastard. So right, technically, right. technically, they should be like Joffrey. Uh, well, you know, then you then you get into the whole thing. Well, is it is it Joffrey Waters? Is it Joffrey? Whatever it is, out right. in the you know, out out in the Westerlands, I always forget because those are like the least you see. Um, bastard name so i think it's just kind of mostly association but she hasn't really actually called catelyn tully in the search until after ned's dead then she's called catelyn tully a few times more Mm -hmm. um and i guess it just kind of depends but it's not really that often it's it's not really that often they they just these are the name just the name catelyn um I can't yeah. actually. I can't actually see that Catelyn and like Catelyn Tully, in the, in the search. I'm just using search rice, and fire here as as being presented as her name. Actually, it doesn't. It doesn't happen.
0: Count as Catelyn Tully. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So the only, only time. Yeah. Yeah. So the only time she's actually said as Catelyn Tully is once. From a different character. Is yeah from a different character once after. Um. No, she does it herself. Catelyn 9, you must be fierce and hard as the North Catelyn Tully. You must be a Stark for true now. So this is when Rob is, I think, becoming king in the North. Um, So the only person who actually ever calls her Catelyn Tully outside of like that was her name is Littlefinger.
0: Yeah, and, and here I was going to so as you were talking through all of that, I was thinking to myself like uh, a lot of this might have to do with just like point of view. You know, who do you think you like, you know, Sansa Stark? Right, you know, um, she's Stark. She's never—I mean, like, whatever. She, this is all. She's being married, in, you know, against her will. I mean, all this kind of stuff, right? So she is just—and then her name changes to Elaine and so on. But um, I was thinking about this. Yeah, it's probably just like it's—it's it's that person. That's how Littlefinger thinks. He doesn't want to think of her as a as a Stark. You know, he wants to think of her as as a Tully. That's who—that's who he loves, and that's that's who. Um, yeah, he, he was—he was always kind of pursuing. So that makes sense, I guess, to kind of think about that and maybe we got to look at point of view and and um yeah yeah i don't know it's kind of fascinating i i don't i i haven't looked at it uh closely enough but you're right if you, i guess if you go to a search of ice and fire and you kind of try to examine some of these things um is it a character who is calling yeah. that person yeah yeah or, yeah, yeah. You know? cersei
1: so cersei calls her cersei at, at one point references her as catlin tully i'm just i'm doing a dig, digger search here and then yeah, but she shows up a little bit more as 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 Catelyn Stark. So no, it is in, it is interesting. And again, yeah, we don't necessarily do it with a lot of the Stark children, even though Sansa has been married several times. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, we do. Whatever. I think I think a lot of it's just the fans, and I think she's the the toughest because we she's you know Catelyn Tully, she's Catelyn Stark. But then Ned dies, and then she's with the Tullys, and so I think it's just kind of easier. Um, so, but we we yeah we call Eliza Aaron. I mean yeah, Liza. We don't call her Liza Tully. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I think I it's just, I think it's just for her. It's it's pretty interchangeably. But you know what? I just call her Lady Stoneheart. And hey, come on and, now. Come yeah, on. yeah. There we go. <laughs> <Right>. So.
0: Uh, <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. No kidding. Yeah. I, I I do think it's um like I'm looking at one here where where um Lady Catelyn is calling herself Catelyn Tully Stark. And she's talking to herself, actually. Right. I and mean, we don't, and y- telling, you know, encouraging herself to kind of. So that's that's the right. first time I see. We, she- we don't call
1: We don't call We call we call her, her Marjorie Tyrell the entire way through, even though she's Marjorie Baratheon, and then technically Marjorie mm-hmm. Baratheon again uh, mm-hmm. when she when she marries Joffrey. Although theoretically it should be Marjorie Lannister. Although even more theoretically it should be Marjorie, you know, Rivers or whatever. Uh, so I mean, this,
0: yeah, 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 it's fascinating. So yeah, that, I think that's a good question. I, I guess I would encourage uh, uh, listeners, you know, if if you have thoughts on that, or if the, if somebody's looked up a really cool theory, uh, or or has some, you know, threads going across your room trying to to you know explain why some of that is happening, it'd be it'd be cool. It'd be cool to kind of look at. Um, I, I'm guessing it just has something to do with that character's perception of themselves or what they're thinking about at the time, or maybe proximity to a certain region or something. Who who? I mean, I, I haven't really. Uh, dug into it too much, but it's a good question, and uh, it's a good, it's a good raven, and it's a good thought. So thanks again to Lady Jessica. That's that's um that was cool. It was good.
1: Yeah. Let me so. see here, real quick here. I just want to see the bastard name oh. for the Western Lands is. Oh wait, does somebody? Many... Waters is King's Landing, and uh, Dragonstone. Snow is the North. Pike for the Iron Islands. Rivers for the Riverlands. Stones for the Vale. Hill. For the Western Lands, Flowers for the Reach, Storm of the Stormlands, and Sand for Dorn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Blackfire kind of later kind of adopts its its own thing. But that does get kind of interesting because sometimes it's, is it, do people get the name? You know, it, it's it's kind of confusing. Is it? Is it from where they're born or who their parents are? It seems like sometimes that's I think been interchanged a few times as well. So I think some a lot of this is like headcanon with fans and that we've kind of created some of this stuff and so but yeah, yeah, Inter- good it's good. It's, it's really it's interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay all right well we'll yeah well i'm thinking about all of robert's bastards now and like some of them you know go by the name stone waters and what have you so uh exactly yeah so yeah yeah, so
1: technically it should be it should be hill i mean if you want to get ultra specific about it it should be hill or um waters because i guess he was probably born he would have been yeah he would have been born at at king's landing Mm -hmm. All all the children were because they were married at the time so yeah
0: yeah so, uh wow okay all right cool so that was fun uh let's uh yeah again uh, folks if you have uh we're trying to make those connections you know to later in the books and and trying to have some more fun with rabbit holes and stuff so you know if you got one if you got one you've been sitting on or something you want to send our way make sure you make sure you do that uh you can i mean instagram we're checking that twitter um you can send it through the website some folks again i've uh, been sending stuff through the website so thanks again check that out it's uh great website well designed there by by uh, Sir James so mm-hmm. appreciate that um, but yeah I think that's it man I think we're I think we're good um, we, we got we're gonna have extended edition uh, coming up next we'll have that over on patreon so you guys can maybe we'll, maybe we'll dive into this a little bit more we we'll do a little research and then we can uh, kind of continue this conversation over there
1: absolutely so all right well we want to thank you for playing the game of Thrones and our next episode we will be discussing Catlin 2 of a Clash of Kings.
0: If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a raven at btkcast at gmail.com.
1: We will see you in a week, and remember that winter is coming.